Come on, let's give God a shout of praise. Yeah. Second Chronicles 20. This has been our scripture for seven years leading up to 2020. And on Friday night, like mid-morning hours, the Holy Spirit woke me up. Like, like as if I haven't slept at all, or meaning like, like it's clear, boom, and first words that pop into my mind like, why am I awake? And I clearly hear the Holy Spirit says, position yourself. And I'm like, wow. And now I'm lying there, and my mind is running a million places, and God starts speaking to me about positioning. And I want to get into that a little bit today. Um, and I feel this today is something to get you ready for where God's about to take you for the rest of your life. If you grab hold of what I'm sharing today and grab hold of what this is in the Spirit, it's going to change everything where you're at. So a few things happened that led up to this is um, my uh, cousin's husband came to me and she, he showed me this photo of a gaming chair. And I don't know if some of the guys are into gaming. I'm not big into that, but um, yes, I like that. Come on. That's a nice picture. Thank you. Um, but there's a guys that are like addicted to gaming. Please don't raise your hand if that's you. Come out afterwards. I'll pray for you. Anyway, um, but this gaming chair that has a toilet built into it, and it wipes you too. So <laughs> it's a bit of a joke, but I looked at this gaming chair, and I'm like, my word, how seated must you be? How addicted must you be? How comfortable, uncomfortable must you be playing games all the time that you want to sit on a toilet and, and that be your chair and it wipes you? And, and this thing stuck in my mind. I'm like, that's, a, that's not the place we should be as children of God. That's not what He wants for us. He, don't, he doesn't want you stuck. He's going to get you uncomfortable to get you into a place of breakthrough. He's going to move you into a place. He's going to speak some stuff to you. He's going to do some stuff. He's going to position you, but you've got to be the one that makes a move. James says that faith without deeds is what? It's dead. I can have all the faith in the world. If I'm not listening to God say to me, in 2022, I need you to be right at this spot for the positioning. So I, that sounds like works. No, it sounds like Jesus. He sent him to Bethlehem at exactly the right time. He was in the manger about to receive some gifts that were coming from the east. God had to get him at the right place at the right time for the provision to send him to Egypt. Because they had to go live in Egypt. They had to come to our continent. Thank you, Jesus. Um, to to prof some prophetic to come true. But he had to be at the right place at the right time. So I want to tell you a little story is that growing up, my parents moved around a bit and because of ministry. And, and so some of the stuff that when I was in a grade eight, standard six, uh, I really knew I was going to a technical high school. I wanted to be a civil engineer. Uh, that's kind of or, or an architect. That was some of the ideas and the dreams I had as a kid. And so I was going to the school, and I realized that school is a very rough school because it's in Vrienigen. There's some rough places in the world, Fonnebeil. <laughs> God's always sent us to these wild places, but those are, those are wild places. And so I realized it's all boys' school, 900 boys. They fight every day. I need, I'm going to be there in grade 8. Their initiation is tough. I need to position myself 
with the right people. So in grade seven, I started checking out in church and trying to find out who is in that high school. And I found out one of the other boys who was going to be in matric, who's a big guy, a lot of muscle. I became his buddy. So when I got to grade eight and I walked into the school, the guy's name was Gerard. Gerard Kevin was like, listen, everybody, you see this guy here? This guy, Sean, nobody touches him. All my friends got initiated. I just walked with the matrix. <laughs> I positioned myself well. I made sure that I had the right friends and the right connections. Then in, then in that year, we moved to Cape Town, and um, I ended up in a, in a very interesting school in the pole, very unknown school, but and this school is pretty rough, and, and so I always wore the wrong school shoes, and we didn't have, I didn't want my parents to buy new school shoes. They didn't have money for that, so I just wore my, my church shoes to school. So I got into trouble all the time, never told my parents because I didn't want them to feel pressure in buying shoes that they didn't have money for. So I just wore my, but they were really cool shoes. They were these suede shoes, so I just couldn't care. And so I got into detention, but it was okay to be in detention because we left school late. But here's the thing what happened. In detention, I got positioned next to the biggest bully in school. And he thought it was pretty funny that I wore those kind of shoes to school. And he really liked me. So what happened is nobody touched me because the biggest bully in school was my friend. So we'd walk past in the hallway and it's like, how's it, Sean? How's it, Jack? What's up? <laughs> and it's uh, biggest bully in school was my friend. Nobody touched me. I was positioned in the right place at the right time in a very rough school. <laughs> and so as a little boy as well, we went one day um, to watch some rugby at Alice Park. First time I'm at a, at a game, and in this game... There uh, is a bunch of young guys in front of us. So I'm small, all these young guys in front of me. And so my granddad and my father's there. And so what they did is they, they positioned me next to them because I couldn't see the game. Every time there was something, and these guys would jump up and I couldn't see. So they positioned me and I said, let's change seats, let's do this. And don't worry, they're not going to mess with you, we're with you. So they were from the opposite team. I was from Transvaal, and I love us when he blow Billa. And so he just said, like, don't worry, my dad and my grandfather's here. Well, let's position you in a place where you can actually see the game and not sit stuck behind somebody jumping up in front of you. I'm going to get through somewhere with this this morning. Let's go to Second Chronicles 20, verse 15. This scripture was a scripture we read in 2019, going into 2020, I preached on this. We're going to get a little deeper. And he said, listen, all you, Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you, King Jehoshaphat, thus say the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed. Because of the great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. 
Do not be afraid nor dismayed. It doesn't say there's a little bit of trouble. It says there's a great multitude that is against you. Okay? And then says the following. He says, for the battle is not yours but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them. He doesn't say, and I know I've, ta- I've taught on this before, but I need you to get this. He doesn't say, do not go anywhere. Don't worry. Sit at home. Watch Netflix, and I will go fight for you. Is that there? Do not go to work. Do not go and look for work. Do not do it. He doesn't say that there. What does he say? He says, do not, um, tomorrow go down against them. They will surely come up by the ascent of Zer, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jezreel. You will, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself. Stand still. He says, they're going to come up. There is going to be a war. But do not worry. Battle is mine. Do not be afraid. Do not be decided. But position yourself and stand still. Position yourself. See, the problem is, and this is where I'm going to get to today, is a lot of us are still stuck in a place where everybody's jumping up and we haven't moved where God wants to position us next to the breakthrough we need. So we're, we're, it's comfortable here. We know this environment. So it's very, because we have this thing in our mind is that God won't ask me something that's uncomfortable. I just want to tell you today, this is what the Holy Spirit dropped in my heart. Christianity is not a democracy. It's a, God says and I say, yes. God decrees and I say, Yes. When I'm saying yes to what he says, and I'm stepping into that, he's positioning me in a place of breakthrough. He's stepping me out of where I'm at into where I'm at. Now listen, there's different positionings. Let me just throw out something about positioning here. We have uh, Ananias and Sapphira who's trying to buy positioning. And what happens to them? They die. They die because they're trying to get into a position that is not godly, not God's time. And I've seen too many people trying to force a position and not waiting on God because we have scriptures that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He leads me. No, no. We go and we then ask him, Lord, was this the right move? I've positioned myself. I've put myself. It's got him. Yeah, to Genesis 27. Genesis 27. I just love this story because it is so much of where we're at right now. Where some of you need to get, where some of you need to understand where what God's about to break through in your life, what God's about to release in your life. I find that in some moments in our life, we, we sowed differently, we acted differently, we prayed differently, we fasted differently, we did everything, and God moved us into position. And then we got stuck in that position. When he would actually, he was trying to take me here. He was trying to take me somewhere else. He was trying to take me into a new place. But I, I did something different. You see, uh, just for a lack of time, I'm going to quote this. Joshua is about to take over from Moses. If you go read Joshua 1, God says to him, Joshua, you're going to take over now. Moses is dead. You're going to lead this nation. (laughs) 
Was that big shoes to fill? How did Moses lead? Moses led with supernatural wonders. Anybody that said anything against Moses, we have the one instance, Joshua knows about this. They were giving nyapa, 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 nyapa protests, and God opened the earth, and they all fell down. Killed 3,000, said, keep quiet, go and talk to Moses. <laughs> Moses was an incredible, powerful leader, and Joshua is about to now follow that man after his leadership. And God says to him, I want to give you the keys how to live a life of positioning. I'm going to give you the keys how to live a life of positioning. And he says to him, meditate on my word daily. Did it not let it, don't let it depart from your mouth. That's interesting. He doesn't say to him, don't just have it in your heart. Don't just read it. Don't let it depart from your mouth, from what you speak. Last week, Dave spoke upon this when he said, no one goes out to shout, restore. There's a level up, there's a place, there's something of a declaration, and we declare, God, restore, restore my family, restore my... What are we speaking? What are we declaring? What, are we, what did God tell you? Have you found Scripture for 2022? I'm not getting into works today. Please don't get me wrong today. But I found like God is saying to you, what are you doing different right now that you didn't do in any other season that God's getting you ready for now? What are you doing with your, your children? They're about to leave school. Have you got scripture for next year for them? Have you prayed for them for that? What are they about to do? They're going to get married. Have you got scripture? Have you prayed and, and made some time with God? Say, Lord, what are you saying over them? What are you doing for this new decade? Have you as a husband and wife sat down and said, Lord, what are you saying for us as our children are going into this new phase? What are the scripture we're standing on that we've got that we can declare over them because it will not depart from our mouth? There's a positioning that we have to do as we stand in ready. Lord, what do you say? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. There's this woman who walks behind Jesus, and as he walks, she shouts at him, Lord, heal my child. Lord, give me something. And he says, and he says, it's not your time. Does she walk away or does she position herself? Woman with the issue of blood. What does she do? She positions herself. Hmm. What does Paul and Silas do when they're in the prison? They've been beaten up. They have been beaten for Christianity because of that. They, uh, they are locked in the middle of the prison. What do they do? They position their hearts. Come on, you're going to get this. What do they do? They position... They position their hearts because they know that place is a place of victory. My worship to God, I'm positioning my heart to what He's got. I want to take it off all of the distractions. I'm beaten up. It's bloody. I'm not feeling well. It's 12 o'clock at night. I want to be at home watching movies, laying in my lazy boy. But I've been beaten up for talking about Jesus. What am I going to do right now? I want to position my heart. And they start worshiping. And God starts showing up. So let's read Genesis. Let's read Genesis. Oh, you're going you're gonna to get this. It's too much to read, but I'm going to touch on a few places here. It's about Isaac. 
Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim that he could not see. And he called Esau, his oldest son, and said to him, My son. And he answered, Here I am. See, behold now, I am old. Um, I do not know the day of my death. Therefore, please take your weapon and quiver and your bow and go out in the field and hunt game for me. And make a savory food such as I love and bring it to me that I may eat and my soul may be blessed. Uh, and and uh, eat that my soul may bless you before I die. And Rebekah was listening, positioning, when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son. And Esau went out into the field to hunt game and to bring it. And so Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make me savory food for me, that I may eat it and bless, bless you in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. What does Rebecca say to, to, ja uh, um, to Jacob? I was listening, and your dad's about to bless Esau. But I'm going to give you something right now, and I want you to obey me completely. Now, if you go read this piece, he kind of says, Mom, but what if? She says, do not ask me anything. Do not say anything. I'm telling you, listen. I feel God is getting to a place where we're at right now, in 2022, about a step, where God is saying, shush, listen to me, because I want to give you something, something that was not yours, but will be yours, something that I'm going to position you in, that when you step into this, the blessing of your Father is going to be upon you, and it's going to be from that going forward. I'm going to change history in this moment. If you just could listen to me for one moment and keep quiet. I find that a lot of us are talking too much and listening too little. I knew it wasn't going to be a lot of amens on that one. He's saying, I want to position you. I want to put you in a place. I want to get you out of the distraction and into the breakthrough. I want to get you out of the comfortability and into the breakthrough. Because a lot of us, and I'm seeing it in life right now, we're going back to the same patterns, the same way, the same life of what we used to do before COVID. We've got the same patterns People are finding the same job routines. They, they, something was given to us like, hey, family's important, time's important, do business differently, look at things differently. And what are people doing? We're going right back to everything we did, getting in our car, driving to work, coming back home, working, killing ourselves almost every single day. And come on, just doing one thing after another after another. When God wants to give you new business ideas, God wants to put new things in your heart, God wants to change your future, God wants to change circumstances in your life, He's saying to you, move, move, move. And you're going like, Lord, but this job that I have is so comfortable. I've been in India for 45 years. And God says, it's time to start your own company. You know God is speaking to you. You know God is pushing you into something, but you're not listening. So God told... Uh, uh, Rebecca speaks to Jacob, and then she says, come. She puts hair on his arms. They cook the food. They walk in. They sit in front of the dad, and they touch the skin of the animal. And he says, you sound like Jacob, but you feel like Esau. You sound like Sean, but you feel like Jesus. 
You sound like the old, but you feel, I'm feeling something different. He's about to move you into your life. And if you can grab hold of what this moment is, and you get a little bit tenacious about it, you get a little bit of faith about it, like God's not done with me yet. God's not done with my life yet. I'm moving into that position. I'm ready to do it differently. I'm ready to be more attentive to what he's saying. When he's speaking to you in that moment, and what do you do? Are you listening? Are you distracted? Because so much of what God wants to break through is right in front of us. It's right there, but it's uncomfortable. Or it's going to cost some waiting. But we don't want to wait. We want it right now. So he needs to move in. He says, come on, I'm going to take you to Bethlehem. I'm going to put you in a place where you've got to wait and a few days later, there's going to be a gift. And those gifts will come into you. And those gifts are going to release you to go to Egypt. I need you to be in that position. I need you to be in that place. I need you to be at that time. Ananias is sitting there. And God speaks to him and says, I need you to go down to that street at that place. Paul, who saw at that moment, is waiting there for you. At that moment, you're going to pray for him and he's going to change the world. He's positioning. He's positioning. He's getting that ready. He's stepping you into that place. It's, like, it's different to everyone. But Paul and Silas lying in prison. And God's saying, where's your heart? And what are they doing? They're positioning their hearts. God breaks the prison down. Their worship changes their circumstances. Things start to turn. Things turn upside down. A little boy with lunch positions himself next to Jesus. <laughs> All he has is lunch, but he's positioning himself next to Jesus. Lord, I've got lunch. What can you do with that? It's the right place at the right time for what God wants. And this is not trying. I hope you're getting where I'm going with this today. God says, I will fight for you, but I need you to position yourself. I need you to posture your heart. I was listening to the guy, and I think I said it last week at the prayer meeting just before service starts. And this guy's a pastor in, in Hawaii, and he talks about some of the greatest advice he got as a, as a pastor coming into ministry. And he said, wet eyes, bent knees, and healed heart. He asked his dean, what is the greatest advice you can give me for ministry to be a success? He says, wet eyes, bended knees, healed at heart. I want to give you the success. God says to Joshua, Joshua, keep the word in your mouth and watch what I'll do for you. I want to go quickly to Joshua. How's our time looking? We've got time. Quickly go to Joshua here. I want to read you this. Verse 2 of chapter 1 said, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, rise, go to the Jordan, um, you and all this, uh, all this people, to the land which I've given to them, the children of Israel. Every place that your soul and your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. God gives him word. For the wilderness 
And um, as far as Lebanon and the territory, he talks about verse 5, No man shall be able to stand before you in the day, all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and of good courage. For, this, uh, for to this people you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give to them. Only be strong and very courageous. You know, three or four times God says that to Joshua. Only be strong and very courageous. Do not let the word depart from your heart. Meditate on it day and night. And do not let it leave your mouth. What am I declaring? What scripture have I got for today? We've got the greatest thing in our hand, the Word of God. In our hand, daily. What is the scripture He's giving me today? What do I need to declare over my business today? What is He saying to me? I'm not talking about works here today. I'm talking about faith works. Faith without deeds is dead. There's something about what the Spirit is saying. He wakes me up on Friday night, last night as well, all night long. Position yourself. Position yourself. Tell people to position them. Get ready to position. Draw their hearts. Position your heart. Draw yourself to the line. Lord, where do you want me to stand? Is it yeah? Do I need to stand yeah? What do you want from me? Right now, I'm, I'm listening to you. Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm, I'm not going to move from this place, Lord. I'm like that lady who says, I don't care if you give me crumbs. I'm not leaving you. Centurion comes, you don't even have to go to my house. Just say a word. Oh, do you hear their hearts? Do you hear what they're saying? Do you hear what they're declaring? And God's saying to his bride, he's saying to his church, position yourself. Get yourself out of that comfortable place that you got stuck in, that you're kind of slipping back into and move out of it because what I want to do in and through you is supernatural. It is far greater than what you've seen before. It's better business. It's better family. It's better life. It's more peace. It's more healing. It's more breakthrough than what we've ever seen. What are we declaring? What are we saying? What are we, Lord, have I made time for you today? The grace of God is phenomenal. I don't have to pray every day. But who's missing out? Me or God? I'm missing out. I'm missing out on what he wants to declare in this moment. I'm missing out on the peace that I can access today. I'm missing out on what he wants to say is lead me, Lord. What do you say? Where are you taking me? What am I filling up with? My, what am I filling my mind with? Maybe in the morning you pray and God says to you, listen, your child's going to face something today. You need to give him a word. Thank you, Jesus. Walk out of the prayer room. Listen, your boy, sit down. I feel God saying today you're going to be faced with a bully that's going to do this and this and this. But God says be very courageous. Nobody's going to touch you. Don't worry about that bully at school. This is what God tells you. You've got a word. God's word is stronger. We're going to pray over it. It will dissolve in front of your eyes. Where do we get that word? From the one who tells us position yourself. You're going to have a client walk in today. This is what you're going to tell that client. When you tell that client, it's going to access something that's going to change your business forever. But they walked in there. They were just walking into your shop. They were just walking into your business. They were about to walk out. And you say, God told me you're coming here today. Excuse me, you're talking to me? Yes, you. Come here. 
God said, I've got a word for you. Bam, 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 bam. And that business changes in one moment, in one instance, because you've positioned yourself. You've postured your heart to say, God, what are you saying today? I've gone to the shop with purpose. I've positioned myself. Well, what do you want to do today in this shop? What do you want to do in this business deal? You go into that business deal, but you've been praying. God says, don't do this deal. I know a guy that gave my dad this testimony that he was in a major business deal in the U.S., sitting in the office, and Holy Spirit says, don't sign. It's like, God, this is millions. This is millions. I, I, he says, don't sign. He says, they're going to probably sue me. They're going to do things. God says, are you listening to me? Don't sign. Listen what Rebecca said to Jacob. Jacob, do everything I tell you. And blessing will be upon your life. Reba Kiyash, you've got to get what I'm saying today. I'm serious about this because it's so serious. What God woke me up and said, tell my people, position themselves. The guy sits in the deal. He looks at them. He says, sorry, I cannot sign. This is not God's will. They are so angry. He walks out. As he walks in the street, his phone rings. It's another company. Much, much more. Much more. He could pay all the fines of the loss. That other company had bad dealings in it. Millions more that he would have signed. If he signed in that moment, he would have not had the next deal. But he was listening to the Spirit. He was not trying to be an Ananias and Sapphira. He was listening, Lord, that you are my shepherd. I shall not want. I'm not running after a deal. I'm not running after fame. I'm not running after money. I'm following the voice of the Spirit. Lord, what are you saying? Because you are my source. That looks a lot of money, but I'm not going to do that deal because that deal is going to break my life. It's going to take my time. It's going to waste me. I'm not getting into that because you did not tell me. Are we following good ideas or are we following the Holy Spirit? I heard clearly as I was walking this morning through the church, God said, there are people here that are sitting on the greatest breakthroughs of their life that just got to position themselves. Just position yourself. Just position your heart. So Lord, I'm just, I'm just returning my heart back. I lost a little bit of focus on this. I'm just returning it back to you. Because I know what you're going to do. I know what you're going to do. You're going to put me right next to the person in an airplane that's going to be my greatest breakthrough in my entire life. One moment, one flight in my life changed everything. I sat next to a man that looked like a man I knew on outreach in a place called Masinga, KwaZulu-Natal, next to the Tequila Ferry. At that time of my life, there was nothing happening. It felt like I was going nowhere. It felt my life was falling apart. I sat next to a man. I looked at him. I said, because I like to talk to people on the plane. I'm like, you look like somebody I know from Masinga. You got any family there? He starts laughing. He says, my name is Masinga. <laughs> we talk the whole flight. We exchange social media details. Two weeks later, he posts a video of Tafara Butai. I start following Tafara. I call Tafara. I invite him. He starts connecting with my dad. Six months later, he's on a, my dad's on a flight with him to LA. 
In that moment, I fly to Spain. Everything changes in one moment, and God turns our world around. My dad meets a man there by the name of Daniel Escobar, who's one of my greatest friends in my life, who runs, runs the La Red Network. And in that moment, in that instant, by sitting on a plane next to a man I didn't know from a bar of soap, by just positioning to what God says, go on an outreach into the middle of Kazula Natal, where we live, we don't bath. You use your chemical toilets up on a hill for two weeks. I'm on a plane on the way to Durban. And God ch changes my future. God changes the direction. God initiates everything in a moment. Just position yourself. Like, Lord, what are you saying today? What are you declaring over my life? Would you please stand with me? Every positioning will be different to every person. I can't come here today and give you the full blueprint of what that looks in your life. But you just healed your heart to him and say, Lord, what do you want for me in this season? What are you saying? I'm inclining my ear to you and I'm listening. And that's going to look different than the person next to you. But as you say yes to that, as you start saying, Lord, what do you, where do you want me to be positioned? God's going to show you. God's going to move you. David's behind the sheep, but his heart is positioned for the Father. And though God had anointed him a long time ago, he was waiting for God to call him at the right time. And when the Father said, David, go down to the battlefield, his heart was already positioned. And he walked onto that field knowing that the giant will die. I know in my heart, I can feel in the spirit some things are dropping in people's hearts right now. It's dropping. Father, I thank you in this moment for every word confirmed, for every direction. I pray that this word will be confirmed in people's hearts, will be confirmed right now in Jesus' name. I, I just, I sense in the spirit there's people here this morning, and I want to encourage you. It's like a puzzle but you don't have the box of this puzzle anymore and, and you can't see the end picture. And I want to encourage you this morning to say, just leave it at the feet of Jesus because in time, He will show you what piece must be placed where, when, and how. Like when you build a puzzle, you build, you start with an outside border. And those are usually the easier pieces, but as the thing progresses, it becomes slightly more difficult. I sense in this morning God saying, don't worry, you might not have the big picture. You might not see the big picture yet, but just wait on me, trust on me. And in the right time, at the right place, in the right season, I will reveal and say, shift that piece there, shift that piece there. And as you move along, the picture will become clearer. It's like when Jesus said to Peter, come. Jesus says, Lord, if, it's, if that is you, give me a word. And that is what essentially is being said this morning. God is saying, just wait on my word. 
and respond. Faith without works is dead. What is the works? That works is obedience to the preceding word of God. And as he speaks to say, move that piece to respond in obedience, not always understanding what the big picture might be, but in total abandonment, just responding, and that we position ourselves through that contingent. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's give God praise. So thank you, Peter. Bless you. Thanks for coming out Sunday. May this word stir in your heart. And when we move to a new level, amen.